What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. We'll be joined by uh, Anthony Perry in a bit. Matt, that was a win that should not have been as... That wasn't a win. No, I'm going to cut you off. That wasn't a win. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. They're one to know, but they didn't win shit. Sorry, we're not going to get fucking monetized on this video because I'm already pissed off. What the fuck was that fourth quarter? It was an embarrassment. A complete 41 to 17 with less than 10 minutes to go. And we have to cross our fingers and hope that a, the 49ers don't blow the lead and B that another fucking 49ers player doesn't go down with injuries. That was an embarrassment. I was completely at a loss for words. I had no idea. And and you could tell as soon as Jason Verrett got injured, it went downhill, completely downhill change of pace. Um, I know Eric Davis, former 49er, um, he's now reporting that it's a torn ACL for Jason Verrett. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me, too, when I watched it. He he hyperextended it twice. So, yeah. like, he had one where he kind of picked it up and then put it back down and it went again. And, like, not to kick a man while he's down, but, like, are we really that shocked? That, that was about the interval that Jason Verrett was going to have an injury. And it just, like, I don't understand why the 49ers did not do more to address the frontline cornerback position. They waited till the third round to draft one with players like Asante Samuel Jr. on the board. You know what I mean? And it just makes it hard for the future because we're looking at Trey Lance, who I'll get to in a minute because that was just the way they used him. I wasn't happy with either. No. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, man. I, I think I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that I know people are going to put this on Kyle like Jason. I don't know how to say your last name. Um, dude, the fact was that they were up huge. And the offense looks great. Kyle's not in charge of the defense. He doesn't call the defensive plays. That's all D'Amico Ryans. So don't give me shit about Kyle. I don't want to hear shit about Kyle. The only thing that you could perhaps blame on Kyle, depending on how much you know he's really going to be involved in that, is with the defensive personnel. But I don't even think he does that either. So it, it was a tough start for D'Amico Ryans. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. And what was, I think, more frustrating to me is that they looked really good for the majority of the game. And then, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like when they really needed to, okay, get some stops, put their foot down. They couldn't. They couldn't stop anyone. And, and to start off the beginning of the game, the first, I don't know, couple of quarters, the entire middle of the defense was just con- constantly getting gashed by the Lions run game. They had no answer yeah. for that. It's 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 a trial by fire for D'Amico Ryans. And it's it really sucks because if the Lions are going to be able to do this, now pick a team with actual playmakers. This could be the start of a long, rough defensive season for the 49ers. They better figure it out. They, Yeah, seriously, because they have some tough opposing offenses that they're going to, going to go up against. And say what you want about Philly, they actually look good today. Hurts and, and Rager, yeah. Rager look good. So I, it might not be as easy of a win as we expected next week in Philly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, let's just start off real quick. Jimmy Garoppolo, he did – that was, I, I would say, a positive of today. What did you think of Jimmy's performance today, Matt? He was fine. He was Jimmy. He started off really well, um, but it, you could tell that Dan Campbell had never coached in the NFL before because he was giving up all of the things that Jimmy Garoppolo loves to do. Everything over the everything was over the middle. Debo Samuel just had wide range in the middle of the field to just do whatever he wanted to do. So, you know, good for Jimmy on on taking advantage of that. But then once they started tightening the middle of the field, then you start seeing Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, 
oh, he's you know late and and bad ball to Kittle that gets tipped up in almost interception. He's behind on a slant to Debo. You know, he throws up a wing and a prayer. That was a 79-yard touchdown, but let's be real. David Lombardi, you, you're you completely off saying it was a perfect pass. I don't know what the fuck you were watching, but that was a wobbling duck that don't confuse a good result with a good throw or a good decision because that that was luck. That was wing and a prayer type shit. So I was yeah, I was cracking up at the fact that Lombardi tried saying that oh Jimmy so gave his crazy. a chance. It's like, dude, that was a horribly thrown ball. Horribly thrown. Debo saved Jimmy by catching that. Horribly thrown. Horribly thrown. We have thrown. Uh, Perry here, so we're gonna bring him in. Yeah. What's up, Perry? What's Hold on, bring up bring up Jason because Jason's on my nerves already. Okay, so if it's not on D'Amico Ryans when Debo fumbles the ball, then blowing the lead is not on Kyle Shanahan. You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth, my friend. Okay, now that I've now that I've shut that down, let's move on. <laughs> Better come correct in this chat, my friend. <laughs> we're a little heated today, and rightfully so. Uh, Perry, we were just talking about how embarrassing that was of a finish for the 49ers. What did you think of it overall? We talked about Jimmy. Matt was saying that that's a pretty solid Jimmy performance, but it is what we expect from Jimmy at this point. Yeah, so to start with the game, you guys can hear me, right? Sounds good? Yeah, you're good. Okay, awesome. Um, to start with the game, I personally thought it was really good television. I mean, I love that stuff. But now looking at it from an Niners fan perspective, um, it was brutal. you got to be able to close games out. That's the bottom line. Just because the Lions are a team you can push over and brush off doesn't mean that they're not going to try and come back and still make it a game. That's what they did exactly. And even if it's just getting sloppy on plays like Kittle's fail on the uh, onside kick, Debo's his uh, turnover, if you will, or Dante Johnson, where he gave up that really layup touchdown where he just looked like he wasn't ready. And I get that the Lions are no huddling that play, but you're a professional. you got to be ready. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So I don't blame everyone for being frustrated. I actually am too, aside from me having fun with that kind of game. It's it's not a good look. That's the bottom line. That's not something I'm going to over. I don't know how you can be a 49ers fan and have fun. Save that shit for another (laughs) team. I don't want to see that shit with us. I really knew they were going to win. It just wasn't pretty, but yeah. But then we watched like seven guys go down with injury. No, nah, I, yeah, I see. I can't. Yeah, I can't get with you on that. That was good TV shit. It was trash TV. Yeah. Well, if you take I mean, away they the gotta, injuries, if you take away you the injuries, just that's the thing. The I can yeah. take away a whole bunch of shit, but like the, the fact of the matter is, they they yeah. blew a forty-one seventeen lead and almost like let the Lions tie the game. To, yeah. I, I'm you know 49ers fan first, so for me it's just like uh, you know, yeah. I think that this is going to be one of those games where you already know everyone's going to overreact. That's I personally think that's nine years social media. That's just kind of how it is hands down. But there's a lot to take away. Um, but to start right now, that was very frustrating. It really was. You're you're expected to be a playoff team. You're expected to be a Super Bowl team with roster, and you can't close out a game against the Lions where you have Jared Goff going out there looking like comeback Donovan McNabb, you know, stuff like that where Goff just was – Good, but really, it was the defense lacking execution, and it's just and lacking so- lacking effort too. And there was no effort exactly. It seemed like guys so, weren't hustling, guys weren't going out there yeah. to hit the spots. It was very lazy football in the fourth quarter, very lazy. Where that energy you saw first through third was really good, it looked great, and then it just trailed off in the fourth. It was really bad. Yeah, this team has a tendency to let things snowball on them. And that, I will say, is on Kyle. Kyle needs to really, like, hey, we need to get this shit out of our head. We need to go, whatever, whatever. But, you know, the the lack of effort is just inexcusable. This We went from all gas, no brakes with Robert Sala to all gas through three quarters and then just hit the brakes completely and come to a complete stop because they didn't stop anything. And you put that trash can Dante Johnson in there, 
I mean, you bring him back off of for the thousandth time, right? Where was Josh Norman? Why didn't Josh Norman play? Like you, like you signed him for a reason, right? And you honestly mean to tell me that Josh Norman, who started for the Buffalo Bills last year, is not as good to go as Dante Johnson, who literally got targeted five straight times because he was so terrible. I mean, I'd love to see what the final numbers were against Dante Johnson. Because you know, Jared, Jared Goff looked like an all-pro. The worst part yeah. about that was Dante's getting choked by wide receivers who probably wouldn't even make any other team. Or, right. or borderline yeah. wide receiver four. That, right. That we talked about this in the preview. The Lions don't have anything in terms of playmakers. No, not at all. And it was really ugly. Williams gets knocked out early on, and then you're telling me that Quintess Stevis and Trinity Benson and Khalif Raymond are squaring up against our DBs. Like, it's ugly. It was yeah. really ugly. Real bad. And I mean, uh, again, you know, we talked about the defense giving up a ton of inside runs and just getting completely stomped by DeAndre Swift. And DeAndre Swift talented, don't get me wrong, but like, good Lord, man. No, Jamal, just, Jamal Williams was running just as good, too. And it's like, yeah. you know what kind of running back he is. He's not going to be an outside zone guy. He's going to run right yeah. up the middle, just they, like he they, did in Green Bay. And there was they no just really missed uh, Javon Kinlaw today. And also, we didn't we didn't really expect for Trey Sermon not to play. He got, the I, you know, I wanted to talk about that. I think he might have broken a rule, and I think that Brandon Ayuk might have been in on that too because Brandon Ayuk seems to be in the doghouse for no reason because right. people are talking about, oh, you know, I know, was it Mayoko who's like, he needs to learn how to be a mm-hmm. pro? And I'm like, what does that even mean? And I think right. that they might have done, uh, we're going to probably hear more about it. I'm just speculating, but there's something going on because he really didn't get a lot of run. And when he did, he wasn't targeted. They were using. They were even using Sanu on punts. Mm-hmm. I think Ayuk had one punt that he fair caught, and that was it. So yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really interesting, and that that's the only thing I could think of as far as why Trey Sermon got the coach's decision. That was the only official word we got from the team. Um, but on the flip side, Mitchell looks pretty good. I mean, he topped 100 yards rushing. Yeah, he looked pretty explosive out there, man. And that, was it you that said in the chat too? He might be the best running back by the time the season's done. I'm not sure if that was you or someone else in the chat. I think that was someone else, but I, I think, you know, when we talk about going into this game, we were looking at, hey, man, maybe maybe there's a 49er that's going to lose a starting job, and everybody's like, Jimmy. And now I look at it, and Raheem Mostert, that's my new nickname for him. So we had Cargo playing McKinnon, now we have Mostert. Mostert with another injury, and I talked about it on the preview show. Oh, I added a bunch of muscle. Okay, well, if you can't stay healthy, who cares, right? It's just, oh, man. It's, uh, I don't, it's just frustrating. It is. Yeah, it's frustrating. it really is. But it's nice to see that a running back can step up like Elijah Mitchell. I mean, yeah. The no, he's, he looks nice. He looked way yeah. better than he did against yeah. the Raiders. You know what's funny is you look at him, he's not small. He's, he's not. He's no. a little bit bigger than I thought he was, and he still runs a 4-3. It's pretty impressive. Hey, he looks good in that 25, too. That's a good number for him. I like it. He does. That's a great number. But I, he wore, what, 46 in the preseason? And I was like, ugh, that's an ugly <laughs> number. <laughs> I think he was 49. That's what they said. Oh, you're right. For, uh, Google. Yeah. Something something like that. He but had, uh, 25 uh, is nice. 19 carries, 105, 104 yards, 5.5 average, and one touchdown. That touchdown one was really nice. Um, also, speaking of impressive, I know Debo had that completely boneheaded fumble at the end, but the dude was balling yeah. out today. He almost topped 200 yards receiving. Matt and I talked about that totally bailing out Jimmy catch and yeah. having the awareness to try to back in field <laughs> yeah. for the touchdown. The, the fumble's tough. Um, it was behind should, him. like he, I, he's going to, well, no, the fumble, the fumble got punched out 
on that at the from end behind, of the game. Right? Wasn't it from behind? Um, it was a good play. It was a good play. Uh, it was a good defensive yeah. play. He was going to cover up with two hands, but that doesn't erase yeah. the fact that he was he was an absolute stud out there, right. yeah. and that was right. nice to see. Sherfield was a contributor. Like the offense overall, I thought looked good. It, it looked rough at first with that fumbled exchange, um, but they got back on track. Who would have thought Trey Lance would have thrown the first touchdown pass of the season? That was nice, yeah. you know. Yeah. So offensively, I have a lot of hope for this team. They look really, really good. It's just the defense is just, and you know, I you know, we're I'm peeking at the scores and we're watching Kyler Murray throw four touchdowns and run in another one or whatever, and it's just like. Man, Russell Wilson goes off. Four touchdowns, game. yeah, him too, yeah. And I it's think. like if we're letting Jared Goff do this against us, I'm looking down the line and being like, man, it might be a long defensive season. And I don't want to be a pessimist like that. And obviously, I'm frustrated. And Jason can be mad at me for snapping on people, but I'm going to. So <laughs> tough it out. We have a, you even have a graphic for when I snap off, guys. So um, it felt like you know, it felt like through the whole game that everyone in the secondary had some kind of not so good play. I didn't hear much from Verrett, which is a good thing. I mean, Verrett played fine until, you know, he's done for the year now. But, I mean, Ward, Tart, Johnson, obviously Lenore, I think Ambry played too. Every guy had at least one kind of, you know, not-so-good play, and that's a little concerning looking at the secondary. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I think they're adjusting to something new. I think D'Amico Ryan's does thing a little bit different, but – I don't know. They they seemed like they were giving away a lot of the underneath stuff. Even Verrett at one point um, tried to get a hand on a ball that was thrown to Hawkinson and mm-hmm. gave up a first down on that play. So I think so, all of them had had something. Um, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, real quick, just officially said that he's worried that it is a, an ACL. I know we said Eric Davis has reported that it is. So yeah. we got some yeah. word from the team that it's looking like it is. It so. looked, I thought maybe it could be okay because people were like, oh, he walked off under his own power. And then they showed him walking towards the tunnel and then stopping and then crying and getting carried. And I'm just like, man, that's totally an ACL. You know, yeah. Yeah. So th- and it's it's unfortunate because he's talented. Um, and obviously he was cornerback one. So yeah. it, that's now, now it's like, what do you do? Do we pick up the Dante phone and call Johnson Richard Sherman? Do we call Richard Sherman? I mean, that might be on the table. Yeah. He won't, get 20, so. he won't get 25 though. That's for it's sure. Un, it's unfortunate because they they addressed it, you know, slightly with Lenore and Thomas, but maybe they should have invested an earlier round pick. In I the think it. Spot. Yeah, I think it just makes that the fact that Ambry Thomas is having early struggles hurt that much more. And and right. the added salt on the wound is seeing Asante Samuel Jr. ball out in right, right. Yeah. Now Lenore Lenore started, and I thought Lenore played pretty well. He so, played good for a rookie. That's the thing. He played good yeah, for a rookie. He what played good. And then um, I know we were talking about people who played well. You know who I didn't see almost at all was K1 Williams, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that means that they were targeting him at all. The only thing that right. I saw him on was like he played a receiver when he could have had a chance at an interception. But, I mean, that's what you're – you got to play the receiver. So mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah. first thing I remember from K1 was the, I think it was the first drive or the – Lions got into the end zone or red zone territory and they had a deep shot where the white receiver was open and, and K1 wasn't coverage, but Goff overthrew the receiver. Oh, that was that yeah. wheel route. That was the wheel yeah. route on yeah. the sideline. Yeah, yeah, that was very early. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, but, Jason, relax relax in the comments, brother. <laughs> yeah, but don't yell. Don't make don't make yourself the star of the show because you won't um, like that. You know, guys, with Vera being out though, Emmanuel Mosley's health now becomes that much more important. I mean, yeah. Mosley is the best corner on the team right now. And not to say that's concerning, but I don't think we quite know what Mosley is yet as a cornerback. I mean, he's good, but he's not great. 
he'll have games where he looks good against number two receivers, but against yeah, I would just like him to get healthy though, because I feel like that to me, at least having Emmanuel Mosley out there will soften the blow of Verrett a little bit because Lenore has looked as good as he has for a rookie, you know? Real quick, guys. Uh, Shanahan apparently suggesting now that it's Ayuk's hamstring issue, which has limited him over the past week and a half, and that's what okay. lowered his spot on the pecking order in the wide receiver depth chart. Take it, you know, face value. Oh, look at Steve in the chat. Oh, I might have okay. called that. Said Sherman, Sherman coming back. back is a possibility. So that's uh, interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Mostly. I don't think he's supposed to be out for an extended period of time. He was no, questionable him, today. It was it was Mosley and and K and Kinlaw, Kinlaw were with the team, getting rehab in the hopes that they would play in Philadelphia. Yeah. Also, also, oh, uh, Jason Kittle did not. Kittle had four catches for seventy eight yards. That's not getting humbled. Other than the the onside kick that took a funky bounce and hit off his face mask, he was perfectly fine. Yeah. Also. Um, with a by the way, with a gorgeous stiff arm, that stiff arm, that was thing was easily, sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. I agree. Yeah. Um, the all right now that the initial anger has kind of worn off, like there's a lot of good to take out of this game. Yeah. So one, one, I just needed to vent, and now we can get past, and then now we can talk <laughs> about the good stuff because you know Kittle looked good again with that stiff arm. The I thought the offense overall looked really good. Um, Jimmy took a couple of sacks, but it's not like the pressure was in his face all day. No, he, he, had pretty clean, he had pretty pretty clean pockets to to work from. Um, I would have liked to see a lot more from Trey Lance, but that's just mm-hmm. me. That yeah. that that frustrated me. Whatever we did see him, it was the standard, you know, draw or shotgun run up the middle. I wanted to see him throw. I know he had that one touchdown pass, but yeah, it was predictable. Which at the beginning of the game, I said in the chat to see this is what's going to make that type of offense work. If you bring Lance in and you actually let him throw the ball, that's m- going to be much less predictable than if he's just coming in and running RPO. Right. If he's just running the read option, it's going to become super predictable and you might as well just leave him on the sideline until he's ready. But if you come in and give him these looks where he can get these plays going, and that's why I was kind of surprised that in the fourth, they didn't, you know, you don't necessarily have to air it out, but man, let Lance go out there and work a little bit, you know? Yep. Um, so the whole momentum, I mean, Anthony, I think you tweeted at one point, it was like a, what, 41 to 10 or what was it? 38 this? to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And, yeah. <laughs> and 40, 41 to 17 with 958 left. Yeah. yeah that so, is uncalled for. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. In the second half of the fourth quarter, I got like Super Bowl flashbacks. Yeah. It was really, really, <laughs> frightening to see and i saw a lot of fans on twitter were calling for shanahan to get the starters out why are all these starters still in and i think i saw croc and a few other people make the point this isn't a college roster there's only so many guys they can dress and you can't pull every single starter out yeah i think that you had to at least like hey man maybe maybe take bosa out maybe take Ford bosa. out exactly right? right you have you have 11 guys on the defensive line like take some of those guys out right yeah but maybe, maybe, yeah. And by the way, the people that are blaming, you know, Shanahan for not pulling Jason Verrett when he tore his ACL, I saw Jose Sanchez tweet that out. That's a little off, man, because we saw what happened when Dante Johnson got in the game. Oh, and I think, the yeah. co- I think the coaches saw that too and were like, man, we better leave Verrett out there. Yeah. 
because sure. we like i mean how, i would again i'm waiting for pff to come out with how many times jonte johnson was targeted and how how many receptions and yards he gave up because it was probably yeah. obscene yeah the, the, this quote here from from debo's tough man is for jake hutchinson uh debo samuel on 49ers win kyle asked the team how everybody felt after the win and nobody said anything is this like the worst feeling after a win we've had since like the? Gym I like game? that nobody said anything though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that's going to galvanize them, and that makes me actually feel better about Week Two against Philadelphia. That team's going to come out with a fire under their ass, and they're going to get after it. Right. And I mean, it's going to be a tough week because they have to travel to the East Coast. I don't know. Do we know if they're staying in Youngstown? Probably they'll probably stay somewhere around there. If they're staying in Youngstown, I mean, you're going to have to just, there's no creature comforts. There's no comforts of home. You're going to be sitting there just thinking about that fourth quarter all week long. And you know, Kyle and D'Amico are going to hammer that point home and it's going to get them riled up. Yeah. Right. I also, I also like this quote. Wano, Wano says they're staying in West Virginia. I think I believe I read, I read that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, Steve said it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's good. I like yeah. this quote from Debo too. I was just out there hoping and praying the defense would seal the deal because I just made a big mistake on the fumble. I love to see that accountability from Debo. And what's frustrating too is that he got the first down, and if he had just had another oh, second yeah. to fall down, the game probably would have been over yeah. then. It was a great play. Two yeah. two hands for that's safety. Next time he's definitely going to be two hands for safety. Yeah, and also yeah. shout out to Jimmy. I thought that was a pretty good you know play recognition or just awareness by Jimmy. He kind of double clutched it for a second, and then he hit Debo right on target. And it was a, I don't know, it was a perfect pass, perfect execution. You know, everything over the middle that Jimmy threw was absolutely perfect. It was money, it was oh, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah, so it looked like he hadn't missed a beat at all. Now with those passes, yes. Yeah. The problem is the same problem that we've had. It's the outside the numbers stuff, right? I think um, yeah. there was the pass that Debo could have scored on that Jimmy floated just a little bit, led him to the sideline a bit too much when he was wide open. And Debo, when he turned, he turned outside and had to go out of bounds. But that, I mean, that was a walking touchdown. You know, the uh, the the slant, oh, like yeah. I said, to Kittle that got tipped up should have been picked. There was a slant that was behind Debo that bounced off. So we're, we're seeing some of the same issues that Jimmy has had. But overall, if they're going to give him the middle of the field like that and Jimmy's going to stay upright, he's definitely going to be productive. Yeah. yeah. No also, doubt. on the flip side, uh, Dan Campbell's reporting that uh, Jeff Okuda might have torn his Achilles. You hate to see oh. that. Prayers up to Jeff Okuda. Was that the play uh, that Debo beat him on? Was that the play I, he got injured? I think injured? so. Probably the yeah. one he got cooked well, on. Yeah. I hope not. I mean, again, I, it sucks seeing anybody injured and i know we went through a rash of like so it was good to see al shair come back in that was nice it was good to see ward come back in apparently dre greenlaw ran so fast on that pick six that he pulled his hamstring so hopefully he's okay <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. mean by the way great play recognition by greenlaw he like he jumped the zone he saw where jared goff was going and jumped that pass and it was mm-hmm. a little deflected but damn good play damn good run great back play. yeah yep. the line the linebacking unit played like the best unit in all of football oh, yeah. i can't believe they looked so good yeah. I was really high on Al Shire when the team picked him up, but for them to come out and just play like a top three unit, I mean, I still think Drake Greenlaw is one of the most underrated linebackers of football, and then Al Shire is a great depth guy. But for all yeah. three of them to go out there and execute, I mean, that's unheard of. It was good. Um, do we have any word on uh, the D Ford injury? Um, he went back in, so I'm not sure if there. So was... he's probably okay. Yeah, he's probably okay. Yeah, I saw but... he just came up pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yes, Jeff Okuda was the one that got shoot out by that. Absolutely twice. Shredded coach. Oh, that nice. coach is jacked. Yoked. <laughs> and yeah, when he was pointing, and you just see the bicep vein. I'm just like, well, all right then. There's like not much you could do, right? Like, 
he's a type. Of, he's a type of coach. If you give him sauce, he's gonna cook. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whew. Well, you guys, um, there was a there was a comment in here talking about how surprised they were, how quickly Jared Goff caught fire. Was that more on what the Lions were doing or what the 49ers were giving up? It was more uh, the, the 49ers transitioned to a soft uh, cover three, like deep zone defense, and they just went after Dante Johnson, who's just not a good player. Yeah. So I, that, it was partially both those things, right? You're trying to protect the lead, and so you're playing off, and then you have lackluster talent in there. I think, you know, what's funny to me about this is that had the Niners only given up, say, maybe a touchdown or two, you know, no one trips, you know, I mean, that, that happens right. when that helps come in. It's just, it just so happens that Kittle messes up on the, you know, the kickoff. And, then and that was the off. key. You know, that, those were the two yeah. keys. Like, backups come in all the time when there's a blowout. Like, this stuff happens. Maybe not 23 yeah. points, but garbage time scores happen. It's just, it was, a you know, a domino effect of just everything that made it as close as right. Yeah, so, so the Kittle face the, it's the with the Verrett injury, it was a touchdown, right. it was the Kittle right. face mask, it was another touchdown, it was a Debo fumble, and that yeah, it's right. just one thing after another. It just kind of right. snowballed. Yeah. And I mean teams put like I said, teams put the backups in all the time in these kind of games. It's just you know, it's just unlucky. Right. So yeah. if Kittle gets like, that pass, if Kittle gets that onside kick, I mean they run out the clock and it's just yeah, exactly. it's over. Yeah. yeah. So for uh, the people saying why did they pull the starters, it's like, well, hundred percent of NFL teams do that in games like this. That happens in almost every single game you watch where the majority of the starters. Well, pull. I think people were mad that they didn't pull the starters that people like Bosa oh, was still yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Well, what's funny is I actually saw some of the same people not mad that they didn't pull the starters, then upset that they pulled the starters <laughs> yeah, quickly. The and then the, the, uh, the Lions yeah. were coming yeah. back. You can't have, you can't win with, with Niners fans, man. Which really by the, awesome. yeah, by the way, 49ers Twitter, you're never going to win there. It's just, it's no. not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I will say this though. It was nice. How nice was it that we're in a real NFL game and we can, Hear the words D Ford and Nick Bosa have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. How pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and Contavia awesome. Street. And Contavia Street. And oh, Street. Man. Yeah. It was lovely. Uh Ace Daddy keeps asking is the Niners blitz. I'm not sure. Do you mean like throughout the game or a specific play? They, were they did like they did blitz throughout they the game. Yeah. Good. They blitzed yeah. a lot. That's that to be yeah. much Ryan more than guys. much more than Sala wanted to blitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And I just want to give myself credit. I had Fred Warner with the pick six. It was Greenlaw, but a, hey, a linebacker <laughs> took it to the house. Can I give myself credit too? Because I was almost right about Trey Lance having more touchdowns than Jimmy Garoppolo. They just had the same amount. <laughs> That's as close. Yeah, yeah. one. Man. And I, I, man, we were we were like very close on ours. I picked a Uke to ball out, and it was another receiver. At, that, that went a little too far. That's a little too much of a stretch for me to get credit on that one. Yeah. Uh, I picked yeah. Kittle. I picked Kittle the ball out, and I thought. I mean, four catches for seventy-eight yards. It's not bad. It's just. I mean, when you have Debo going off for close to two hundred, and you still have Kittle for four for seventy-five, that's a good game. That's a good outage. I take that every yeah, day. Yeah, it's, it's a good game, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, Coach Tima says two observations. DC did pull starters, likely sub too early. Also, our coverages were soft, as well as our run defense. Defensive line inside was gashed all game long. So no, I want to say this. I want to, uh, and you bring up the point exactly. The same people on Twitter that shit on Javon Kinlaw for not being available and like, oh man, we should have never gotten rid of Buckner are the same people going like, well, if Kinlaw was in there, we would have stuck the run <laughs> game. And I'm like, you, you people. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait. Hold on. I got, Can't I got to play. I got to play it.
Dang. Yeah, because like this entire 24, 27 minutes has been a rant, I feel like. <laughs> it has been. I know. Like, I got to get it in here somewhere. Yeah, it, it's been tough. Um, there Not that I don't agree with those though. people, by the way, saying that Kinlaw does make a difference in the run game, because he definitely does. That dude is so big that he you can't help but be a force in the run game. So is hopefully that, they is can that get a bit of concern, then, if Kinlaw misses some time? Or not sometime. My concern, my concern is what is he? What does he actually have? We talked about this in the preview show where he's saying I'm not injured, and he has a knee flare up, and it's this most nondescript, vague thing, and I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. And we we were were kind of questioning the you know semantics of it. Oh, well, it's technically not a new injury, so I'm not injured. But if it's it's a you know what is it tendonitis in his knee or something like that that's flaring up. That's what I heard. A flare up. Yeah. It's kind of like okay, well, you're still not playing because something hurts. I would qualify that as an injury. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's oh, tough. By, by the way, can we put the final nail in the coffin on Jalen Hurd's career with the 49ers? Because yeah. he went to IR. <laughs> that was that was announced this morning, I think. Uh, and yeah, not good. Yeah, um, Fernando's asking why the offense couldn't keep it going. Jared Goff to keep Jared Goff off the field to burn more clock and keep scoring if the defense is struggling and JV went down. That's, you can't that's blame a- the offense though. They scored 41 yeah. points. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. 33. Well, and that's and that's a tale as old as time, too, right? Like, yeah. oh, oh, we're playing conservative offense because we want to chew clock. They're playing a chew clock offense. That's what they're supposed to be doing. And if Debo doesn't fumble the ball, the game's over. Mm-hmm. And instead of being, you know, it's like instead of being edge of our seats or whatever, right? Just, you know, we were, we were, it's just two really weird plays where, Debo fumbles where Kittle gets it bounced off his face. I mean, how often do onside kicks work in the NFL? Right. Almost right. never. Yeah. Almost never. Especially since they changed the rules that you have to have an equal number of players on both sides of the kicker. So. Yeah. You know, I think one thing not that many people talked about, too, I tweeted it some time ago, is that the turf today in Detroit was taking out some legs, I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, did it, you yeah. guys see Coach the Robbie Gold? Gold banana people, the banana yeah. people kick? Yeah. yeah, where he just <laughs> fell on his ass yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even from like the second snap of the game, the running back for the Lions, or it was the fourth and short that he slipped on, and the Niners yeah. got the turnover on downs. Yeah, it's, I saw Elijah Mitchell slip at one point. Yeah, everyone. This team, yeah. this team in turf is just not a great combination. No. Yeah, at all. That's a horrible combination. <laughs> but it kind of further is the point that teams need to do away with turf. It's just so unsafe. I know it. Aki's asking, what did, what did everyone else use for heart medication today? <laughs> <laughs> these guys right. these guys did. I was soaking it up. Be- beta blocker. Up beta blocker for me. You're insane. <laughs> Hung faceted earlier. You are a sick man, Perry. <laughs> Jimmy made the right play to win the game. Debo fumbled. I would say that's a pretty yeah. accurate assessment of how it went yeah. down. It's hard to put it on Debo, but it, it is on him at the end of the day. Super Niner. Hey to everybody. Thanks for turning in, Edgar. Hit yeah, thank like. you. Please Welcome. hit like. We're going to have to wrap things up here shortly, guys. Just a quick recap. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Philly. I'll get one final you know, preview point from both of you guys before we do the preview show next week. Perry, what do you want to see the 49ers clean up? There's a ton we could choose from. Give us one thing. What do I want them to clean up? I want them to not take their foot off the gas. Whether the backups are coming in or not, those guys need to play hungry the entire time. They just got to finish. Start to finish. Just get the game over with and get out of there. That's it. Yeah, and hopefully, and hopefully their sea legs will be under him now because a lot of those like top flight defensive guys almost didn't even play in the preseason, and it kind of shows. With right. I, maybe it was that thing where they just got gassed. Um, what I would like to see is you know a, again, just take care of business. I'd like to see more Trey Lance is what I'd like to see. Um, 
it's hard to complain about the offense because they scored so many points. Perry touched on the defense. So I guess I'm just left with let's get more Trey Lance in there and just clean up the mistakes. Just play clean football. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, Mad Niners. Um, yeah, also, I want to see some Brandon Ayuk, man. I want to see the 49ers number one receiver play. Kyle's saying it's a hamstring injury. Okay, well, then let's see how he comes back week two in Philly. Also, how do they adjust to not having Jason Barrett? Is it Josh Norman that's called up? Do they stick with Dante Johnson? I hope it's, I hope we see Norman because he's got, I think, more skills and ability than Dante Johnson, even at this point in Norman's career. He's mostly to get back out there. Mostly, mostly as well. And Kinlaw. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, I think like, so if you get Mosley and you have Norman, who should be a huge upgrade from Johnson, and you have Diamador Lenore, who's looked really good. I mean, and then Kwan, who's just a stud. I'm not as concerned with that. Um, yeah, I, I think you can make do with that. We just, the strength and conditioning coach needs to come up and the injury staff needs to do their job better. Otherwise, heads are going to roll. We cannot have these injuries. So hopefully playing on a grass field will be nice, soft Good landing break. spots yeah. for everybody. Yeah, So I agree. Un- unfortunate about Verrett. Yeah. All right. With all that being said, guys, that's going to conclude our post-game uh, live stream media recap. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, drop a comment, and we will be live uh, at the end of the week for a preview of the 49ers-Eagles game. Matt, you want to take us home? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, as always, for showing up, guys. It was a little heated today, uh, but at the end of the day, the 49ers are 1-0 going into the Philly game. So thanks, as always, for watching. Like, subscribe, follow all our socials, Perry, Zach, myself. Uh, We always love having you guys here. So until next time, go Niners.